Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 48. Hey, Demo. What's up, Joe? Doing good? Feeling good? Oh, wonderful. So excited to review some shows. Yeah, man. I had a really unproductive... Actually, I had a terrible week. And I'm glad you're here because it always cheers me up Mm. when you come over and we do this podcast. I had a bad week. And? There's like five or six things that happened that I don't even want to get into. One of them is I, there's this bowl that I keep my change in and I spilled it into the sink and I don't even know where to start. So it's just still there. That's just one there's thing. There's change in the sink right now? Yeah. Like down the drain? I don't know. And I cut my hand really bad doing some avocado stuff. So it's been a bad week. I did watch a lot of stuff. So well, that's here, good. Here we go. All right. Serious question. Yes. What's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Not the funniest, but your favorite. There's a reason I'm asking you this. Ugh, I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan, man. I don't, I have nothing. I really, I don't care about Adam Sandler movies. Okay. Well, the reason I ask is because Spanglish is on HBO right now. Okay. And I think we're going to talk about HBO later. Yeah. So just keep in mind that I said one nice thing about HBO because that's a fantastic movie and it's on. Spanglish, James L. Brooks. Mm-hmm. And okay. we'll come back to that later. All right. All right. Great. Way to tease it. Thank you. All right. Speaking of HBO, we want to do a quick recap. The final episode of McMillions aired. And uh, thoughts? Hard to tell from watching it that that was the final episode. It just seemed like the series stopped. I wasn't satisfied. No. I thought, like I said in our earlier review, this thing could have been done in three episodes as opposed to six. I will say the fifth episode where they bust everybody was kind of good. The FBI puts, you know, everything in action. They round everybody up. Everybody says, oh, we know it was terrible. We're sorry. And, you know, and then they go to court and all that. That was great. I found that the the sixth episode, wrapping it all up, was dull. I guess. I still don't know how he got all the game pieces other than that he, he, he well, worked there or he something. He worked there, but the thing is he got those stickers. They were like the official seal. Someone accidentally sent him these stickers. And because he got these stickers... He was able to pull this whole thing off. Look at, like I said, watch the first episode and that's all you really need. I, I don't think this was worthy of six episodes. No, but to be fair, you try making a documentary about people in Florida and see what happens. I'm sure it was like hurting cats. It just goes off the rails. Yeah. All right. Well, I did like one thing that they got into the fact that 9-11 happened and it sort of like squashed all the momentum of their investigation and their bust. And my argument was like, if you guys hadn't been spending all your time on this McDonald's crap, maybe you would have been looking in Florida for the guys that were taking flight lessons in your state. But no, they're spending all their time on this McDonald's monopoly crap, right? And they're like, oh, we had to drop, you know, really put the case away because we had to really focus on, you know, 9-11. And I'm like, yeah, what you should have been doing, guys. Sorry, I know. Demo's getting very political today. Sorry, sorry. I'm just saying, come on, guys. All right, I get that it's like, ooh, it's a big bust and it's interesting and all that. But, you know, you got the guys that flew the planes into the buildings taking classes right down the street 
right? And you're like, oh, I gotta busk, you know, the boardwalk guys. I'm just, whatever. I'm sorry. Blah, 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 blah. McMillions, watch the first episode. Done. Yeah. And again, we're going to come back to HBO in a minute. But first, I want to tell you, I watched Mark Maron's new stand-up special on Netflix called End Times Fun. Mm-hmm. Now, Mark Maron, we've talked about him before because we both really liked Glow. Yep. I really, really liked Glow. Yes. His show on IFC is great, too. Yep. And nice guy, like I've said before. There's two types of comics, Demo. There's joke writers. And I think on the Mount Rushmore of joke writers, you would put Rodney Dangerfield, Mitch Hedberg, maybe Norm MacDonald, Stephen Wright. Just guys that just tell jokes. That's it. Then there's like storyteller guys, right? Mark Maron is not a joke guy. You're not going to write down something Mark Maron said on an index card so you can tell your friends later. He, he's very much a story guy, kind of a stream of consciousness type of guy. He just sits and kind of thinks out loud, although I think it's, I'm, well, I'm sure it's much more rehearsed than he would let on. But this special is very interesting because it's Mark Maron at his most Mark Maronist. Yes. That I think was he's, tough to say. I, it was, but I think he's reached the point where it's like, this is my persona. I own it. And this is like the apex special uh, of illustrating that. You know, does yeah. that make any sense? Yeah. Now, have you seen this? Yes. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, you didn't mention that earlier. I didn't because I wanted to surprise you. Oh. Surprise, I saw it too. What did you think of it? Well, I liked him talking about being Jewish, right? And also how like the Bible and comic books are all written by Jewish people. He did a lot of stuff on the Marvel comic universe. He does a lot on Marvel, which I thought was like, and he knows it goes, oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. He doesn't care. And what I like about Mark Maron is he doesn't have to worry about that, right? He's not like one of the, he doesn't have to worry about like a backlash because he doesn't care. I think it was him that said like Bill Burr told him, whatever you do, don't have, uh, don't have your own show because then you can get fired. Or he, he told him something like be an island, basically, kind of like Corolla does. Some of these guys are like, no one can fire me ever. Right. And Maron kind of does his own thing. And uh, Joe Rogan, all these guys, I guess with the podcasting is where it starts, but he totally lives by that, like, no one, like, I don't work for anybody, even though he does have a TV show and stuff, but that definitely comes out. No, it's a good special. I like it. If you like Mark Marin, you should definitely watch it. I mean, I would, that's the thing. He's got his fans. They're going to watch whatever he puts out, which is great. And if you're not into Mark Marin, I can't say watch this because he's, he's either for you or he isn't. You kind of know of him by now. Um, he sums it up best himself when he says, hey, I'm just a 56-year-old man trying to stay woke. Right. And that's kind of the whole special. Yeah. I thought it was great. I would give it a binge. Yes, binge from me too. What's it called again? End Times Fun. On Netflix. Yeah. Yep, definitely check it out. Just came out. It's a little over an hour. It's, it's well worth it. All right, can we get back to HBO? Do we have to? We have to. Okay. okay. Because... HBO is like, I've loved it my whole life. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a full supporter of it. I have to say right now, HBO sucks. Yeah. With the exception of shows that they've had on like last week tonight, you know, things that have been on for a while, but their new stuff is disappointing garbage. Case in point, we're not even going to review it. Avenue five. Oh, that stop. spaceship cruise disaster, stop. whatever that is. With Hugh Laurie and Josh Gad. It is garbage. It was so not funny. I did two episodes and I'm like, really? Now, this is the people that made Veep. 
So I was like, okay, this is going to be quick, you know, pace is going to be hilarious. No, no, don't even attempt to watch that. It is awful. All right. I 100% agree with you. Terrible. Now, I'm supposed to get excited here, Joe, because coming up is Westworld Season 3. That's supposed to be their big thing right now. Oh, and they're putting a new spin on it. They go out into the real world, and we've got Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. It looks like window dressing on the same horse shit. Horse shit may or may not be real. <laughs> I found, I, I'm sorry, I found uh, Westworld Season 1 to be fine. To be okay, it played around with, you know, time narratives and all that. And it was interesting. It was interesting. Season two was a convoluted pile of shit. Okay. Absolutely hated it. So I they sw- went to Japan or whatever. They, well, they went to they went to Samurai oh. World or Shogun World. They had one good episode. It was complete off the rails, bonkers, incoherent crap. And just, you know, uh, self-important, too. Like, I mean, you're about stupid robots. There's nothing self-important about you. Like, we're going to say something about the you know, the duality of men. And I'm like, just shut up. So they have season three coming out this coming weekend. I am going to watch the first episode knowing that, like, I hate this show already. And I really... I doubt I'll even get through the whole season of it because it doesn't deserve it. I think the show is convoluted garbage. Another strike against HBO. Yeah. Now, this brings me to their big show of uh, early 2020, Stephen King's The Outsider. Ten episodes, an hour each. It just concluded its season. I watched the first two episodes, and I'm like, wow, man, I am on board. Yep. This is great. Ben Mendelsohn, Jason Bateman, two guys at the top of their game right now, right? Let's face it. Ben Mendelsohn, anything he's in, he always crushes it, right? He's awesome. Jason Bateman, writing, acting, directing. Ozark. He's great. Yeah. So they're in the first two episodes, and I'm like, wow, man, this is going to be good. Then we get to episode three, and it goes off the rails. Yeah. They introduce the Cynthia Erivo character, who's like this private investigator, savant, psychic, I don't know what you want to call her. And I know a lot of people have been praising her performance. I think she destroys the show. <laughs> I think I, she is absolutely awful. I, Whether it's the way the character's written, her performance, it just takes it in a direction that I don't care about. It becomes a boring slog. I can't believe I actually got to the 10th episode only to be like, really, this is it. It's complete waste of time. It has its people that support it and really like it. But I'm telling you, I am a detractor in the biggest way, considering especially how great it started out and how it completely tanked. Okay. That's a lot to, to sorry. I know I'm just, ah, I hated it. You're especially wound up. I am. I'm sorry, man. I am just, ah, that's fine. Watching this show d- probably didn't help. Um, this really upset me too because it started off very good. Very good. And then the most likable character in the show goes away two episodes in or three episodes in. I don't know why they did that. Then, like you said, when they introduced the uh, private investigator, she bothers me a great deal. And I'll tell you why. Because they're kind of portraying her as some kind of like Asperger's savant type of thing. Yeah. And... I hate it when they do that in TV because all they give is like the, oh, she's super smart. 
And it's like, yeah, but where's the part where her food touches and she tries to stab everyone in the Applebee's? Like, they don't give, like, a fair picture of that. And I think it's kind of irresponsible to... And, and the latest Jurassic Park movie had a character like that, too. And it's like, what What do you... You know, I don't think it's fair for them to write characters uh, so one-sided like that. Yeah. No, good. I'll good bet point. you didn't expect me to bring I up... I didn't expect you to bring up Asperger's and uh, your, your how it's portrayed. Yeah. Like, well, I don't like it, but I but that's the... Tenth biggest problem I had with this show. Yeah, the whole thing is just a no bunch sense. of people driving around in cars. A lot of car stuff. A lot of car stuff and walking around in the woods. Yeah, there was a good shootout scene in the last episode. Yeah. That was kind of cool. But, but by then I had checked out because yeah. the whole middle section of the show is just so boring. Now, this was created by Richard Price. He has a deal with HBO. He, uh, he worked on The Deuce, which I didn't particularly care for, which ended... And the night of, which I liked, but I thought yeah. ran a little long. He's a little long-winded of a writer. I feel like this show could have been done in five to six, but they just dragged it out to the point where I didn't care about it anymore. Yeah, it lost me after two episodes. The very, very end was like sort of okay, but it's it's not worth it. I what do you say? Oh, purge. <laughs> Again, that's The Outsider on HBO, 10 episodes, not worth your time. Now, let's talk about some other stuff that has come out very recently. Hulu all of a sudden just started spewing out new shows. And you know why. We've discussed this. Because of FX. Yes, but they're doing original shows. Yeah, well, I think they, you know, they've got the Disney money coming in now. You know, something so I'm telling you, between FX and Disney, Hulu's like, hey, man, we're not going to play second fiddle or third fiddle to these other streamers. So they're, you know, creating a stronger presence right now. Well, they're creating more shows, that's for sure. There's a few that I, I just want to say up top that are hard purges, and I just want to blow through them real quick. Go I for it. Spend- I don't have time to watch anything anymore, right? I'm, it's amazed I even was able to watch The Outsider in my other review today. Okay, first of all, there's a show called Devs starring Nick Offerman, who I like a lot. Yep. I've mentioned that. Yep, big fan. It's about kind of a secret society inside of a uh, Facebook-type organization. Did you see that movie The Circle with Tom Hanks and um, Karen Gillum? No. I know what you mean, but I didn't see it. Okay. Well, that movie, I'm pretty sure, bombed, so I don't know why you'd make a TV show version of that, which is what this is. It's boring. I don't have any idea what's going on. How many episodes did you do? Two and a half. Okay. All right. Plenty. And they're like an hour long, at least. Seemed longer. Devs sucks. Purge. There's another like sitcom with Jason Biggs, who I also love. Mm-hmm. May have mentioned that before. Maybe not. Outmatched. Awful. Purge. I'm just trying to get through these as quick as we can, because yeah. there's 25 Go. new shows. Here's the most egregious sin that Hulu has made since their inception. They remade High Fidelity. You know the movie High Fidelity with John Cusack? Jack Black. Jack Black. Great movie. Fantastic movie. Yep. Everyone should see that movie. One of my top five favorite movies. Whoa. That's that's bold again, man. That's a a pun on the... Because he always talks about his top five. Oh, right. Oh, look at you, Joe. Anyway, uh, no, maybe top 20. But uh, it's a great movie. And for some reason, somebody at Hulu said, hey... Remember High Fidelity, the show that all the 38 to 45-year-old guys like? Let's remake it using the exact same script as a TV show starring uh, Zoe Kravitz. And uh, someone at Hulu said, sounds good. So that's what we've got. We've got a 
uh, exact word for word almost at the beginning anyway, uh, remake of this movie. I don't have any idea who thought this was a good idea. It sucks. It's weird. How much of this did you get through? Two episodes. Okay. Which I think they're about 45 minutes each or something. The episodes run from 26 to 34 minutes. I've heard some good things about it from people, but I really, I, I have, I have, you know, I hear things. Okay. Well, I don't know. I like, well, people are saying, maybe people are, are saying high fidelity was Zoe Kravitz. What people, people, maybe they are, maybe they are. But the movie with John Cusack is and and Jack Black's breakout performance. Yeah. It was his first real like comedic. Yeah. He crushes it in that. Go watch that instead of this. I don't. I don't know what they were thinking. That's a total purge for me. So that's three purges. Can I hit the? Can I hit the thing? Please. Okay. A triple purge. Triple purge. Bang, bang, bang. Now here's something else I watched that I totally expected to not like. Uh, this is a show called Dave, and it's written, created, produced by Lil Dicky. You know who Lil Dicky is? No. Okay, me neither. Now, the only reason I heard of this is Andrew Santino was talking about it because he's on it. And he was saying, uh, this guy, you know, people confuse him for one of these like TMZ YouTube people where you're like, what, who, what is the who? He's outside of Craig's. Like, what are we talking about? Um, this show totally uh, uh, blew my mind. It is so funny. Now, this is on FX and then streams the next day on yes. Hulu. Yes, thank you. Yep. And it's a half hour long. Oh, good. Um, yeah. Nothing makes me happier than a half hour. It's a perfect half hour comedy. So Lil Dicky is a rapper and he does like comedic rap music videos. And it's all based on his real life. That's how he got his start, whatever was doing YouTube videos. Or I don't know, maybe he has rich parents or maybe he won the lottery and kept it a secret. I have no idea. But he's famous now, apparently, amongst the young younger people. And this show is like a retelling of how that all came to be. Uh, it stars Dave Bird, who is Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky's his stage name, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His whole shtick is just constant dick jokes. And you'd think like, oh, that's kind of stupid. But in a way, it's like so childlike that it kind of like makes you laugh because it's like, oh, I remember when that was the funniest thing ever. And this is all this guy does. It is kind of funny. So it appeals to like your eight-year-old sense of humor? Yes. But still not like, oh man, this is for little kids that I could, shouldn't get into. But like, not that it's for little kids, but I mean, no. asinine adolescent humor. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's South Park-ish. Okay. Um, it's very, very vulgar. Oh, I mean, good. it's uncomfortable. Like there's stuff that made me uncomfortable. Oh, I'm in. Which is really hard to this do. This sounds good. It is great. Uh, Andrew Santino, stand-up comic. Yeah. Uh, he's super funny in it. He's He's really, really funny. The girl that plays his girlfriend, Taylor Misiak, kind of came out of nowhere. I've never seen her before. Super hot. She graduated from Ithaca College. Don't freak out, Demo. Uh, David Pamer is the only person you'd ever recognize in it besides Santino. Anyway, this thing, I thought this was going to be a pile of garbage. And yeah, I saw the billboards and I was just like, uh, I don't know. It looks just like about some guy and his little dick or something. Yeah, and, right? and that's his whole shtick. And you're like, oh, but somehow it's incredibly likable. And uh, I, I was wildly surprised to be as entertained uh, by this show as I was. So I, I can I give it a, uh, I'll give it a, a binge. That's Dave on Hulu. Originally on FX. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, you're FX right. FX on one night, streams on Hulu the other. Yeah. That right. still confuses me for some reason, but I guess. That's why I'm here for, to remind you every episode of the FX Hulu Convergence. Dave is not on FX. It's on FXX. Devs is on FX. Outmatched is on Fox, which is a network show. Do I really need to remind you guys about your rules regarding network shows? But yes, they are all streaming on Hulu. Everybody on the same page? I, okay. Well, all right. Now, all right. guess what, Joe? What, Demo? We have a review of another Hulu movie. Wow, there's a lot of Hulu stuff today. I know. It is Big Time Adolescence. Now, hey, Joe, want to guess who's in this? Oh, I wrote down Demo Pete Davidson movie. Yeah, there you go. So either you or Pete Davidson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to lean to the latter. It is Pete Davidson. Now, we just reviewed a couple episodes ago his uh, stand-up special, which you said was a binge I said was a purge. It just didn't work for me. However, this movie is the best thing Pete Davidson has ever done. Wow. Yeah. Now, it, it's an hour and a half long, so perfect length. Where you're like, oh, yeah, no big commitment here. It premiered originally at the Sundance Film Festival in 2019. Hulu bought the rights to it. They've put it out in some theaters, I see. I'm like, really? But it started streaming yesterday on Hulu. So I got right on it. It doesn't have any uh, audience score yet on Rotten Tomatoes, but it is 87% fresh with the critics. Wow. I really enjoyed this. It's a coming-of-age story. Pete Davidson plays like this bad influence. He's 23 years old. He hangs out with a 16-year-old kid. Now, why is he hanging out with a 16-year-old kid and his best friends with a 16-year-old? He used to date this kid's sister. So the kid, when he was like 9 or 10, looked up to him and was like, oh, man, I love this guy. And so they became friends even after Pete Davidson broke up with his sister. They stayed tight. And the whole movie is about this kid growing up and having Pete Davidson is like the worst influence possible. Is this like a super indie, like a kind of drama? It's a dramedy. Okay. It stars uh, Griffin Gluck. He's the lead. He plays Mo. That's the boy. That's the boy. Okay. Pete Davidson plays Zach. And then you've got Machine Gun Kelly, the rapper guy. Who played? Who played Tommy Lee in that horrible Motley Crue biopic. That has disappeared from history, by the way. Right, yeah, no one even, gone, gone. And the only place it exists is in the back of my memory. And John Cryer is in it. John Cryer bald now. He's finally said, screw it, I've had no hair forever. I've been spraying it on, painting it on. He finally just shaved his head. I'm like, go for it, bro. You do it. John Cryer plays the dad. He's real good. Everyone's good in this. And it has uh, an actress who is one of my uh, little favorites here, Sydney Sweeney. You know, I like her. She's on the show that I hate, Euphoria. The only reason I watch Euphoria is because of her. Truth be told, I like her because I think she's hot. All right? Fair enough. I am guilty of it, right? Sydney Sweeney, to me, is hot. And every time I see her, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch it because she's in it. So what is it about? He's a bad influence on this kid. It's a coming-of-age high school thing. Now, what I really uh, liked about it was the fact that it was made and shot in Syracuse, New York. And the surrounding areas. Oh, yeah. You're so from there it's, or something. It completely seems like the area that I grew up in. And they even reference a furniture store, which if unless you're from that area, they call, it's called Raymore and Flanagan's. 
like they make this joke about it and it's like only I would get it or if you're from the area because like what what are they talking about but it's this famous furniture store that started in Syracuse and spread through all of western upstate New York so it's real specific that worked for me and like I said Pete Davidson is playing himself like an exaggerated version of a total F up Okay. To the 10th power. And he, and he, he nails it, man. He's really great in it. There's good performances. Like I said, don't expect anything life-changing. It's very simple. You know, it doesn't have any, like, crazy ending. You're like, oh, my. But it's fun, and it entertained me. It was a well-made indie. You of all people in your indies, you should like this. I'm, I would I'm recommend sold. it. I'm sold. Yeah, and it's not going to take a lot of your time. It's an hour and a half. You can fly right through it. And it was very enjoyable. So that is Big Time Adolescence streaming right now on Hulu. Binge. That's one of the more surprising reviews that uh, I've heard from you. Yeah, I expected it to be garbage because I was like, oh, Pete Davidson, a good movie. But I saw it and I was like, all right, I needed something, to be honest with you. I'm like, I got to get something. And I was like, okay. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. So, hey, good for you, Hulu. Hey, and good for us for being objective because I didn't expect to like the little Dicky thing either. Uh, and here's how you know we're honest individuals because we both have uh, purged other stuff from uh, Pete Davidson. Yep. He's by far the worst cast member SNL's ever had. But you like this movie and it sounds like I'm going to like it too. Yeah. So we're fair. Yeah. We're well, fair. I, I don't think any of us is accusing us of being biased in any way. I mean, we're trying to be open-minded as we can. Some people make things that are good. And then they make things that are bad, right? Yeah. It's a hit or miss world out there. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, we're going to say things that surprise us, which is good. I li- Hey, I like being surprised. The last thing I want to do is watch something go, just like I thought it was going to be crap, you know? Yeah, I hear you. And, you know, this brings me to uh, a, a point. Uh, some listener wrote us, I think it was an Instagram message. Maybe you, you probably saw it. He said, hey, you guys should, uh, should watch stuff that you like, too, or, or something, because... You know, we exaggerate a little bit on this show, like, oh, watching TV's homework. Right. And it is a little bit, but we do watch fun stuff. Yeah. But that was very nice of him to say. I thought it was a very kind thing uh, to say, like, hey, make sure you guys do things that you like doing, too. I know. I don't want it to all be doom and gloom and everything sucks. You know, I know that can be our shtick sometimes, but I mean, there is binge in the title of this show. It's not just purge. Yeah. Well, and for example, we watched 20 minutes of people racing airplanes today when you came over so yes i mean we do the red bull what what was that <laughs> i honestly don't know what it's called you, you, you drink it's, like 10 red insane. bulls get in an airplane and try not to crash yeah they said those guys are pulling eight g's i dude, i cannot handle one g in like cessnas <laughs> one right? g is too much i i literally pulled i pulled a muscle in my shoulder while i was sleeping the other night this has not been your week clearly it's not been my week. when we're done i'm gonna dig the change out of your sink I just don't even know where to start. I have with that. little hands, and they can get in there. Oh yeah. Just don't turn on. Is a garbage disposal in that? No, it's in the other one. Or I would have just turned the garbage disposal and grind on. up your change. Yeah, it's you don't want to do that. You'll destroy your garbage disposal. I don't know, man. All right. Anyway, let's wrap it up, Joe. All right. What did we <laughs> even cover? <laughs> I don't even. We did so much stuff. I just I know, look at I, me I, like. Yeah, a... Okay, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. We talked about how HBO lately has been sucking. Okay. Yeah. While I like the stuff that it's had on for a while, it's new stuff, not really working for me, especially the Stephen King adaptation of The Outsider, Purge. Then you went into a whole spiel about Hulu and... Yeah, devs, Purge, 
outmatched Purge, High Fidelity, Purge, Purge, Purge. Lil Dicky's show, Dave, surprisingly, incredible. So very, very weird review. And that's a binge. Yes. And then finally, I said binge, Big Time Adolescence, the new Pete Davidson movie on Hulu. It's a fun, nice movie. Everyone should enjoy it. Don't forget Mark Marin, In Times Fun on Netflix. I actually did a stand-up show with Mark Marin a few times at the Comedy Store. Just a little fun fact for you guys. Okay. Well, uh, let us know what you think, if you agree or disagree, uh, or both somehow. Binge or Purge Podcast at gmail.com, Instagram at Binge or Purge Podcast, Twitter at Binge or Purge, Facebook slash Binge or Purge. Oh, and we're on YouTube yep. slash Binge or Purge, Spotify, yep. iTunes, everywhere. Yeah. As always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram and Twitter at the Jessica Greer. And that's it for this week. For Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binger Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you next time. Mm-hmm.